Hey, hey, peacemakers, this is The Soul Coach, and you're tuned into Peace of Mind with The Soul Coach podcast. This is your one-stop shop for life lessons and entrepreneurship, finance, military life, school, self-care, and all things that matter. Myself and guests will share our experiences to show you that there isn't a right or wrong path for life. So grab your life by its hand because we're going on the road to contentment. Hashtag keep smiling. When you are engaging in career development, it's important to create a strong brand that helps you become more visible and stand out as a top performing candidate. Every person possesses a brand that has a unique story attached to it. When it comes to your career brand, you want to be sure you are highlighting your skills, your value, and your impact to serve as a problem solver in your industry. I am Javonda Harrison, founder and CEO of Kinetic In Demand Solutions, a professional development firm that offers transformational career coaching, resume writing, LinkedIn optimizations, interview prep, and more. Our clients have secured positions with companies such as Apple, NASA, Delta, and the list goes on. If you are ready to uncover your greater self, Kinetics would like to work with you to teach you how to position your career brand for elevation, exposure, high salaries, and life-work balance. You are your greatest investment, and it's time to take control of your future. Contact me, Javonda Harrison, today at 770-820-8663, and let's start your career transformation now. Hey, hey, peacemakers, this is the Soul Coach, and I'm coming at you with another banger. I'm going to keep saying that because all of them are bangers to me, um, especially because the entrepreneurs um, that I've been interacting with are all like out here doing their thing. So I definitely have to give them credit when credit is due. Um, but I just want to introduce you guys to, um, she is like the Ayala Van Zandt of um, corporate America. Um, she will help you get your job out of life and put it in check and vice versa. Like this will allow, um, people who are in the corporate world, um, not just being an entrepreneur. Um, yes, if you want to be in corporate America and do the things that you're going to do, um, as far as reaching a certain goal, um, or making a certain, um, amount of money or whatever, she is the person who's going to allow you to, um, feel comfortable with owning how you feel and definitely giving you the tools and the guidance that you need to make these things happen. Her name is Miss Javonda Harrison and I'm just going to read her bio on her, her business, just so that you guys can get a little bit of background uh, right before we get into the interview. Um, So Javonda is a career success champion as a working wife and mom. She has found the formula to thriving at work while maintaining a healthy life work balance I said that right life work balance um and she has navigated the corporate space from staff level to management and now serve as a consultant and mentor to moms wanting to learn how to advocate and create alignment for their careers With seven years of career coaching, she has successfully 
um, assisted clients in strategic career searches, elevating their personal, um, I mean, their professional brand and positioning them as top qualifying candidates and high performing team members. She is passionate about career clarity and personal alignment. So she is always providing tips and suggestions and resources to ensure a strong connection between the client's personal objectives and their career success. So her business is called Kinetic In Demand Solutions, and this is their bio. Kinetic is a professional development firm that is known for curating top performing resumes and LinkedIn profiles and offering confidence building coaching that leads to increased interviews, multiple offers, and high paying salaries. Our goal is to help you display a high level of confidence to professionally control your career plus create a healthy life work balance i see i told y'all that she switched it up with that putting the life before the work and we go get into that in the interview but let me keep going we partner with you to understand your career journey and create clarity that leads to direction our focus is to drive results by positioning you as a top candidate by highlighting your skills and accomplishments to sell your value y'all heard that she said a lot of ors i mean yours in there so obviously with your being um something that is mentioned she allows you to see that you're in the driver's seat like you got this i'm just a backseat um coach telling you yes you did a good job hey you should do this a little bit better thinking about like driver's ed and you you know how to drive but you just have to go through the motions with going through driver's ed just to check that that thing off so you can get your license that's what it's basically all about so let me let y'all listen to this interview and make sure y'all taking notes if not y'all write down them timestamps so y'all can know what's going on but share this podcast interview with anybody who may be in high school maybe a um um i want to say evolved adult who wants to get back in there in the career field or um is starting a business these are some tips for corporate america as well so um yeah just sit back and listen to this and be sure to give us a rating and review when you get a chance so who is javonda harrison and what is Kinetics in Demand Solutions? All right. So Javonda Harrison is a working mom advocate. Um, I knew for myself when I had children that I wanted to be more than a mom. I didn't want to give up my career. So um, I wanted to find a way to grow in my career while still being present at home. So I am a working mom advocate who turned into a career consultant to help other working moms um, thrive in their career, make, you know, earn a high paying salary, as well as 
create a healthy life work balance to, you know, achieve an overall success of of their career and what they how they want to fold their career into their personal life. And so um, I am the founder of Kinetic In Demand Solutions, which is a professional development firm that helps everybody um right we help everybody achieve career success we help them get um we help them elevate in their career make high paying salaries as well as achieve that life of career consultants that are dedicated to you know specific areas within career development um my area is just dedicated to working moms helping working moms achieve their career success okay so what does work-life balance like what is it ideally to you so for me okay so work-life balance obviously i I don't use the term work-life balance because my life comes before my work Mm -hmm. Um, and my work should fold into what i want for my personal life so for me, uh, my life work balance means being present for the things that um, I need to be attentive with with my children. So picking them up from school, dropping them off, attending extracurricular activities, having those boundaries to where I'm not working till 10 o'clock at night, um, having those boundaries where I take dedicated breaks throughout the day to kind of just regroup um, so that I'm not mentally burned out at work. My work life or my life work balance, I should say, um, really includes, you know, getting the things that I need to get done at work, but also being able to have time to spend with my family and enjoy life outside of the office more. Okay. And I like how you said your life comes before your work. So that you already put the priority on the life. Correct. And when did you start doing that? Like, when did you start shifting your mindset to allow you to put your life first and then your work next? Um, so, you know, I've been in accounting, I've been in corporate for 10 years, right? And I was that person who was in the office early and well, you know, what? let me stop lying. I wasn't in the office early, early, but um, <laughs> early enough, but I was, I was in the office late, right? I thought proving myself was staying late to get the work done. If that was 10 o'clock, then that's what I was doing. I was the person who was taking on um, the difficult projects and work tasks because I wanted to prove myself and prove that I was worthy and valuable to these companies. And when I had children, my mindset shifted. Um, I didn't, I didn't like having to, you know, get off of work at five, five thirty, and fight through traffic and spend a few minutes with my children before they, you know, go to bed, obviously. Um, and so when I saw that nothing was changing after my priority shifted after having kids, meaning I was still getting those tasks after I had already voiced that, hey, I no longer want to be that person anymore. I don't have to show my my value this way anymore. Um, that's when I decided to take control of my career. I said, you know what? If y'all are not going to respect 
my time and my other roles outside of being an employee and my life outside of the the cubicle, I can't do it. So I went and found a job that did respect me. Um, So, you know, probably a few, I would say maybe when my son was about two or three is when I realized that. So it's been probably about five, six years now that I have used that term. Okay. I love that because right now it's, with COVID being a prime example, I feel like COVID happened to us and for us. Yes. So, like, especially with it happening for us, mm-hmm. because now it allows people like you to highlight that you need a life-work balance. Correct. And then turn around and then get the work done and, and be able to have the job that is best fitting for you instead of having a you that's best fitting for the job correct and so you know my thing is with my clients I always say you know you're the solution and you have to present yourself as the solution and you have to stop just accepting jobs out of desperation right and Mm -hmm. I say that because that's where that work-life balance comes. You put that work before your life. But when you get to a point where you know what your priorities are, it's like, okay, no, y'all need me um, just as much as I need you. So let's come to a common ground so we can help each other achieve what the end goal did, what the end goal is in growing You know, whatever organization it is you join. And that's respecting me outside of the office, knowing that I will still be a high performer, you know, in terms of getting the work done, meeting deadlines, but I'm not here to be a robot. I'm not here to, you know, take on an an overwhelming amount of work. I, yeah. I will voice when something is overwhelming for me. My my desk is too packed and, you know, things of that nature, because I'm not willing anymore to sacrifice my time to work on a work project that I know I don't have the mental capacity for. I don't, I'm not sacrificing my time with my children for that anymore. Yes. We, we got to find a common ground of balance. Yes. I love that because you definitely putting your foot down. It's like that toxic relationship with corporate America and yeah. just a nine to five in general. It's like going back and forth. Like, I want you here right now with me. Right. And you like, oh, I yep. know. I'm an independent yep. woman. I can go and do what I need to do when I want to do it and when I need to do it. So we drawing the line here. Either we go be together or we not go be together. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It, that's, that's what it's about. You know, it's about taking control of your career, right? I always say you're the CEO of your career. So you have to control it. You have to build your career brand to identify the things that are important to you. And so, you know, I teach my clients all the time, you you are the ish, baby. And so you you get to you get to make, I don't want to say demands, but you get to outline your priorities. And you know, people think working in corporate is it's not. You can have a corporate job and I love my team. I love my organization. And I'll be honest, when I go in these interviews, I I tell them I'm, I'm a mom first. I'm a working mom so that they know what my priority is, what my priorities are up front. Yeah. Um, oh, I was talking about 
um, basically, you set healthy boundaries with the job at first by letting them know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And if you can't accept this, then we may not be able to move forward. I can find another job. So that really shows that one, you practice some type of form of self-care and self-love by establishing those boundaries and it means that you have healthy boundaries all the way around in your life have you always been able to set boundaries like that or did when you had your children you started to set those boundaries no so I have not always had those boundaries um because I did not advocate for myself in the work. Mm-hmm. So it, that was difficult. It wasn't until I had children and I more so understood what I wanted in my life. And also it was me doing a self-reflection of who I, who, what was my career brand? Like when these companies hire Javonda, you know, that's, that's my brand. That's my career brand. And so it was really outlining who I was what I wanted for myself moving forward and what were my priorities. Um, So after children and, you know, obviously after going through several toxic situations in the workplace, that's when I learned how to advocate for myself. I got to a point where I was like, hell no, this ain't it. And I'm not dealing with it anymore. Okay. So tell us about how your life was growing up so we can get a a glimpse of how you were before you became the CEO of your business um honestly I was the baby of seven I was what people would call spoil rotten um my parents made sure that you know I understood Although they made sure that I wanted for nothing, they also made sure that I had a great work ethic. Um, I was always, always, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? My parents always instilled in me that I have to work with excellence. So I was always expected in school to make good grades. I ran track and played basketball. So I was always expected to do best on sports and on the track um my parents my family is from the bahamas so you know with islanders they oh yeah y'all work ethic is crazy exactly so they expect nothing but the best young age i was always expected to perform in excellence um i didn't work until i got until i was like 15 and so i worked went you know went to school and ran track and played basketball all at the same time. And I did each one with excellence. And so that carried over into my collegiate years. I worked, I went to classes and then also into my adult years. So that's who I was growing up. I was the baby of seven. Um, Like I said, people considered me spoiled rotten. Uh, My nickname was spoiled Dodo. (laughs) Because my parents pretty gave me everything that I needed or wanted. I mean, I earned it. Um, and my, my siblings did the same thing. I was I was the baby. So, you know, I went everywhere with them. They gave me whatever, and I appreciate them so much. So 
family is everything to me, which I think helped me in learning how to advocate for my career and mm -hmm. say that, you know, hey, my family is my priority. I grew up in a very tight community with my siblings, with my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother. And so my family is everything. And it's nothing, nothing is coming before them. Okay. So speaking on family, how was your family as far as support when you started creating your business and you wanted to assist others, especially with knowing all of the support that your family and probably your friends have given you over the years with you growing up. Um, so what was your support like when you um, actually created your business? Um, they, they are still all in. Um, they help out wherever they can. They, they were actually some of my very first clients. Um, they have referred to me. I have different events. They are there to, you know, take the kids if I need to, if, if need be. Um, they're very supportive. I operate off of a village mentality. So my village includes godparents, friends, aunties, uncles, cousins, sisters, Baby daddies, grandmamas, cats, dogs, rats. You know, <laughs> um, I operate strong. Like my 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 village support is very strong, I should say. And um, so when I decided to, you know, jump into the this entrepreneurship lane, they were very supportive. Um, and if it was not for them, I don't think I would be, you know, as far as I am now. Okay. So does entrepreneurship run in your family? And um, are you a spouse of an entrepreneur as well? So entrepreneurship does not, I won't say it runs in my family. Um, only my brother and my dad were, or my brother is an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur um, when he was living. I think he tried to instill the entrepreneur the entrepreneur lifestyle into me because he would take me he was a plumber mm -hmm. a he would take me to every house with him and he would show me you know the different ways of doing things but I, I had no I was young I had no clue what that I didn't really capture the value and that appreciate it um, so I was never the entrepreneurship type. I wanted to get me a nice little corporate job making six figures. I wanted to do whatever I wanted and live, you know, the, the single life. Right. Um, it wasn't until I met my husband who I met him as an entrepreneur. Uh, he ran his own business, had already ran um, his own business and was very successful at doing so. And I saw the time that he had in. It wasn't until, you know, he told me, he was like, man, you're great at what you do. You should start. I was like, oh, yeah, I do do it. But I was just, you know, doing it as a quote unquote hustle. Um, so until I met him, started really diving into the entrepre entrepreneurship lane. Okay. So how does that support from your spouse who is an entrepreneur play a big role in you being an entrepreneur as well? He understands the process. He mm -hmm. knows, you know, I, I don't, 
I didn't know a lot when I became an entrepreneur uh, and in the field that I'm operating in, you know, it was a lot, there were a lot of rough times, right? Um, there mm-hmm. were learning curves, there were late nights, there still are late nights. So his his support, he understands what I'm going through. So whatever he, wherever I need him to jump in, um, he does it without complaint. Whether that's, you know, getting the kids ready for their nighttime routine every night because I'm, you know, meeting with clients back to back or I'm working late. So he has to put them down at night and get up in the morning with them. Um, He does it with no complaints. He believes in me. He motivates me when when I'm burned out, when things are hard and I want to give up. Um, He pushes me to continue to keep going and he offers his support whether that is you know reviewing resumes for me or um automating something so he jumps in where his strength lies um and he's just he's amazing with the support all around that's great because you know how you see some memes that's like, oh, I can't date an entrepreneur or just people posting things about how they can't have someone that they spend the rest of their life with mm-hmm. because they're doing the same thing as them. Like, I can't take on mine and yours. So for you to be in a marriage with your husband and both of you guys can find balance and find how your strengths and weaknesses can allow you both to spend time with each other but also achieve the goals that you guys have set out for yourself and your businesses absolutely um social media will have your relationship in shambles if you let it uh because people oh sometimes um but really you have to do what works for your relationship and you have to set boundaries in that relationship. And you also have to be open with communication with your spouse. Um, With my husband and now, you know, we set date nights. We know, he knows that I'm super busy. I know that he's super busy. However, we're going to make time for our family and for the people that we love. So, you know, we, we set, we have times where, okay, these are no working hours or, clear this date on the schedule I'm putting it on the calendar and we're gonna go out or we're gonna spend time together so we make it work because we want to we want to see each other grow we want to pour into each other at the end of the day it's our family that we are growing and we're trying to leave a legacy um for our family so we have to build the foundation together so that's what we do we we make it work Yes, I love that. And I hope that a lot of people take heed to that because it's not always about spending time can be assisting your your spouse with or your partner with their business or the things that they do so that once that that goal is achieved, hey, we can go have all the playtime and the fun time and family time we want to because we earned it by achieving those goals that needed to be prioritized. Exactly. And just prime example, we've been working like crazy um, for, I mean, all year. We've been working like crazy. The past year, because when, exactly. when I say exactly. you guys have both been doing, no, since 2019, 2019, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> we have been and we we we're going through so kinetics is going through a full rebrand um it's a new look new process new team everything we have career consultants that are there to really assist you and walk you through the career elevation process it's a transformation and we have been working so hard and things like literally just went left right everything was just going wrong um we busted budgets and things were not working and it was a stressful time right so we were busting heads really bad uh, so when uh it, it was random in so october in october my husband he came one day and he was like we taking a vacation <laughs> i didn't even i didn't fight him on it normally i was like uh-uh, we don't have time for that we can't do that you know we got things to take care of he said no we taking a vacation we got to we got to clear our mind, change, mm -hmm. reset. And so we booked a vacation. We took the kids out to Punta Cana um, for a week and we relaxed. No work, no nothing. We came back refreshed and things started falling in line. Yes. Communicate with substance. We were able to put different processes in place that, that we couldn't figure out. We were just more effective when we were able to take a step back, spend some time with each other because we hadn't been and then move forward. And let people know in entrepreneurship, how, how really crucial is it to listen to your intuition? Because obviously your husband's intuition was on point, was like, hey, we need this reset. So let's go. Let's go. I, I done booked everything or this is what needs to be done and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to go. And then everything fell into place, like you said. So how important is listening to your intuition in entrepreneurship? Um, It is so crucial because your intuition will lead you <laughs> in the direction you need to go, right? You got to pray about things in your business and you can't fight what I'm very, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm spiritual, but you know, God is my source. So mm -hmm. you have to listen to your intuition and, and the way that God is leading you. Right. I've been, I've fought against that so many times and it has always led me down the wrong path. Um, and things just didn't work out because I was like, no, I don't want to do that because it's going to take too much time or it's too much money or this. And it's like, okay, do it your way then. And so what ended up happening is when you don't listen to your tuition, you end up wasting more time trying to correct things that would have never been broken. Just would have taken the time to listen to your intuition and go the route that you knew you needed to go but you wanted to take a shortcut yeah them shortcuts will have you like oh nope back of the line repeat right repeat. It's right it's like you not listening <laughs> as you're going to a destination your gps is there to guide you at the fastest route you know in, in the the most e efficient route and once you take a wrong turn because, oh, you know this route, you drive this, you do this all the time, or and you try to take a shortcut down the road, you run into traffic backed up that's going to put you 30 minutes behind or something like that, you know? So it's best to just listen to your intuition to get things done the right 
way before you have to go back and and fix what the, what never should have been broken. Yes. So that takes me to my next question. So when your intuition is trying to lead you to something that is in demand um, and something that you should be prioritizing, what does being in demand mean to you? Because you have that as part of your business and that highlighting the priority of being the in-demand solution for the job. So what does being in demand mean to you? Absolutely. So being in demand um, means that we as a, as a firm, so kinetic in demand solutions and our team, we are continuously finding ways, doing our research and learning and educating so that we can provide the most relevant and up-to-date methods to help you elevate in your career, to help you secure a high salary, and to help you become an in-demand solution for the organizations that you are applying to moving forward. Um, When you're applying to these organizations, you have to sell your value. You have to sell why you are top-performing and why this organization needs you in the seat right and so being in demand means having those relevant skills having the value over the competitors to secure this position go in there you ace your interview you secure the job offer you secure the high salary because you are an in-demand candidate Okay, so let's talk about some of the top, I want to say top five um, that you know that are some in-demand um, job um, titles that are out there right now going into 22 that you've already seen with 2021 and you know the trends. Um, what, are the, what are those in-demand jobs looking like, top five? Oh, goodness. I don't know if I have a top five, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, right now, it is a candidate's market. Mm, um, okay. About top five jobs that are in demand. There is no top five jobs that are in demand because all jobs are in demand right now. Um, with with COVID, COVID has just done a number of things, right? I don't know if you've heard, but on CNN, they were... Um, just talking about, you know, the great resignation, right? Where mm-hmm. people have been quitting their jobs and, you know, moving to other jobs and the ease of moving to other jobs because there are so many open positions at the moment. Um, so when you say top five mm-hmm. in demand, I won't choose a top five because um, I believe my number is right, but 40... 40- mm-hmm. 4.4 million people quit their jobs this year. And I'm not even going to lie. I was a part of the great resignation. <laughs> and I left my four-year job not mm-hmm. because, oh, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the money isn't there because the money was there. Right. We got our raises every single, well, twice a year, um, every three years. And mm-hmm. then every year we got a raise. Right. But 
the fact of the like you said the life work balance wasn't there absolutely me having in the in the pandemic getting pregnant and having to still continue to go to work because I was an essential employee and then turned around and was only given a certain amount of time and exhausted all my FMLA and then still had a premature baby. And when I went back to work, luckily his dad has been able to keep him and, and we're able to save money from daycare and all of that stuff. Yep. The absence of me being away from my child and knowing that, Hey, one, he came early and Mm -hmm. two, the job doesn't allow telework or anything. I'm yeah. like, uh-uh, I need, I need to reset and and take a step back. And like you said, God was speaking to me like, hey, like I was exhausting my PTO, going to appointments and ER visits and being up late because he's been sick or or fussy or something was going on. And I'm like, whoa, I'm I've been going and doing overtime and and going above and beyond for a job that doesn't even give me promotions just a a pay increase that is less than a couple cents on the dollar right I was grateful for it but at the same time I need to be able to put my life first instead of my work first exactly and so when we so and i'm going to um correct myself i said it was 4.4 million it's two 4.2 million people that quit their job in october um because of that that right there Mm -hmm. working working remote for a lot of people have become a new norm and jobs some jobs that are not that you know remote environment or flex environment, they are losing out on some of the best candidates. And so I pulled up the report, and this is why I say there's no top five, there's not a top five job list right now going up this piece from CNN and it states, um, this report once again shows strong demand from employers leading to a hot labor market. The bargaining table tilted more towards work than it has been in the past. So things have completely changed. It's no longer um, a, a, an organization or job-driven market where higher, higher managers can still be picky about things, but Candidates have a leg up from where they are now. People are leaving their jobs because they don't have life work balance and they're taking on fully remote opportunities. So to sum everything up, there's no top five going into 2022. You want a job? Go get it, honey. They out there. Yes. And I wanted people to be able to see that, hey, nobody is looking for a specific job i mean they could be but right now it's like hey you want to help me or not i mean i'm gonna give you this 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 extra money give you more incentive yeah i want you here you valued yeah them other people they they may not care but hey i need you right now right and there are some companies out there who are really valuable 
their their employees um there are a lot of i know tech is a booming industry right now um if you are able to break into tech um that would be an amazing opportunity they have so many job opportunities available that are you know flex related work from home and you know different incentives and obviously tech is not going anywhere so once you break into tech and grow in that field um you're, you're pretty good to start building your foundation and a, a healthy financial and, you know, balanced life. Yeah. And OK, so let's go through the process of when people start looking for jobs leading up to the interview and securing the job and everything um, so that we can see how you actually start with your clients um and go through the full process so say if i and um my name is caitlin and i'm like hey i'm fresh out of college this is something that i haven't experienced is not having a job i work fast food and all this type of stuff I have a degree in accounting. Where should I go? Where 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 should I start with knowing how I want to secure a job in my field? Well, first you need to speak to a kinetic in demand solutions representative. Um because <laughs> that's that's what career that's what career consultants do. That's what my team does. Um we take you from being confused about the your career path and getting a job and we're <laughs> clarity in direction. Everybody thinks that a job search starts with, oh, I need my resume done. No, it's a full-on process. Um, so for an entry-level um, candidate like that who has just graduated from school, have worked fast food for a while, um, but is, you know, has a degree in accounting, um, what we would recommend is starting the career search with a career consultant who is very hands-on and knowledgeable, which is the Kinetic In-Demand Solutions team. Um, and we would start with what direction do you want to go into? So if you want to continue, if you want to use your degree, right, and go into accounting, because when you're dealing with fast food, some people like that customer service piece, not necessarily mm -hmm. food, but they may want to go into operations or, you know, something of that nature. But Let's just say they want to get into accounting. My background is accounting. I graduated from college with an accounting degree and I did not have a job. I worked at a library, right? I had no experience. However, I was able to land my very first accounting job with me being my very first client. Um, your degree, what you learn in school is completely different, right? From hands-on working experience. I knew that. So what I did was I used my cashier experience um, to secure an accounting position. I knew that there was checks and balances, debits and credits and things of that nature. Um, and then I took, you know, courses operating in the general ledger. What is a general ledger? Operating in the sub-ledger, things of that nature. So I really built up my knowledge to be able to speak on accounting processes um, during interviews, right? And so while at the library, while working at the library, I would just study things in the accounting world. 
And that helped me understand which route of accounting I wanted to go. So number one is identifying which area of accounting you would want to go into or any other industry that you're in, which, which um, area. Number two, looking, identifying the skills that that area requires. That way you can start building on the, those skills, whether it's taking courses, whether it's gaining a mentor, things of that. <laughs> Once you go through all of that, you can kind of bring your resume to highlight your different transferable skills, which like I said, mine's was operating a um, cash register, taking different payments, balancing out the books um, for that, you know, for those payments and tying them out to the different daily reports. And then um, in all honesty, it's about selling yourself, selling your value. Now that you have identified your area of expertise is what I'll call it, or the area you would like, you have interest in, you have identified the skills that are needed, you have gotten your resume updated, you have tailored your LinkedIn towards the job that you would like to have, um, you're ready to start interviewing. So now you have to look up different interview questions. That's what a career consultant is for because we're very knowledgeable on those field questions. We're very knowledgeable on those um, frequently asked questions that are so difficult for people to answer. You start practicing those and then you finally land your interview. I'll be honest, you're probably going to bomb your first one because you're so nervous. This is your first interview for the job that you actually want, um, but you use it as a stepping stone. You use it to understand what questions are being asked in that field. You use it to understand how you need to sell yourself and then moving forward, you're able to do that. Um, so it really comes, the process comes from, you know, identifying the, your interest area, getting those skills, um, or, you know, if you have those skills already, really being able to pull out your knowledge to speak to those processes, updating your resume, your LinkedIn, getting with the career consultant to guide you through the process, and then really acing your interview to land that job. I know that was long-winded, but the career... No, I, I like that you gave a list and you broke it down because right now, people need to hear this, especially going into 2022. I know a lot of friends who just recently graduated at the top of the year or at the end of last year. And they're like, okay, I what? got this job, but I want to be somewhere further Absolutely. and somewhere better. How do I get there? So everybody could use this, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you want to consider hiring people. This is something you need to know that these tools that people are being equipped with yeah. from kinetic in demand solutions oh they come in and they some 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 big honchos that's out here getting people prepared for these yeah. jobs so you gotta know absolutely it's process don't get me wrong we do resumes all day and yes our resumes are fire um and so they 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 do what needs to be done they get people, you know, different jobs, but for people who are or have not necessarily understood how to advocate for themselves, the career planning process, the, the entire process is for them. And, you know, we've had great success um, at helping people, carrying people through that full career branding 
position these candidates as, you know, top performing candidates from career transitions to entry level to mid-level to management level. I mean, I, I, I have a career coach. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a career consultant myself and I have one. Yes. You I mean, hey, the the teachers need to be a student as well. So exactly. Continue the learning cycle. Stay a student no matter what happens. When you're on the job, when you're looking for a job, stay a student. Okay. So with that being said, um, how many jobs have you had and when did you start? implementing your formula to land you the job that you wanted for that point in time who how many jobs have I had I, I'm the type of person that if I, I'll get a job if I don't like that job I will quit in one day and <laughs> my very first job was Subway uh, when I was 15 I believe I worked there for a while all throughout um, high school and <laughs> I think, like I said, I've always known how to get jobs, but I didn't really learn how to advocate for myself until, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was in my 20s, really. So um, I, I would get jobs and then I would quit jobs because if it wasn't I needed to get jobs and it didn't fit me, then that was it. Um, and so I had a job at the chicken plant. I let my best friend talk me into chicken wings at the chicken plant. <laughs> oh my god, how long did that last? Four hours, and there I'll never forget. This is when my mindset changed. I'll never forget. She talked me into getting this this damn job um at the chicken plant. She they get paid a lot. We get paid every week. This, that, and the third. So I was like, bet. Let's go. Let's do it. Went in there together, and she specifically told us, she said, y'all ain't getting me without getting up. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. They hired us both. This was in Louisiana. And we went in there, night number one. I'll never forget. She came to my house, picked me up at probably about 12 o'clock at night, 11 something at night. We get to the chicken plant, and we there at 12 o'clock or whatever it just wasn't for me i'll never forget i walked into the door and it said um there was a sign that said be happy that you have a job some people don't even have that or, so, or be job be happy of the job that you have or something like that so anyways i was like you know what they probably right whatever four hours into the shift i was pulling chickens and i got the belt backed up because i couldn't put pull the chicken wings fast so, oh my god! <laughs> where I was like cutting an X in the middle of the chicken, and I jammed the belt again. So I was like, okay, whatever. So finally, we went on break. I was four hours in, and I told for me. Um. So I say all that to say I quit jobs at the drop of a dime. But once I started learning how to advocate for my career, I didn't land those jobs anymore. The job I I got what I needed. You know what I'm saying? At least for a longer period of time. And when it didn't serve its purpose anymore and that season was over, I moved on. Okay. And I mean, hey, you definitely go to certain jobs for, well, all jobs for an experience and a lesson and you just have to know what is actually coming from it. 
that's it that's it so you know through, uh, through I was my first client um especially coming out of college having a, an accounting degree and I didn't have an accounting job like I said I worked at the library out of college I couldn't get a job in my field so I was my first client to transition myself from you know the library position into an actual accounting um position but by working all these different jobs or whatever I learned what type questions to ask in the interview um, to understand what I was getting myself into, right? I, I Sometimes I accepted what was given. Other times I was like, you know what? I need to ask more in-depth questions to understand what it is I'm getting and to make sure that this is a, a good fit for me. Okay. So would you say that was the top job that you say you wouldn't go back to or what job experience led you to not wanting to go back to a different job? I would go back to all my jobs. You know why? Because in each in every one of my jobs, I learned something. I learned something about myself. Right. So each job served. It's, um, it taught me what I liked, what I didn't like. It taught me what skills I was good at and what skills I sucked at. It taught me about um, different work responsibilities I could tolerate or that I didn't want to do and things, responsibilities that I love. Um, it taught me about the type of managers I wanted to work under. It taught me about the type of leadership I wanted to, you know, be a part of or, you know, again, work under. It, it taught me about organizational so each job taught me something. Um, so if there was an opportunity where I had to go back to any of my jobs, because at the end of the day, they gave me a paycheck to do something and I learned something from them. Okay. All right. So let's see. With that being said, where should people go and look for jobs? What are some of the top websites um, that you would say, okay, go to these, apply to the jobs or find jobs, um, whether it's a going to a brick and mortar or going online um, for work for home jobs, where should people look? LinkedIn. Start with LinkedIn. And it has become, it, it has always been a great networking and business platform, um, job board, all of the above all things professional development. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you are missing out in the in today's age where we are right now. Um, recruiters and hiring managers are starting with LinkedIn before they even ask for your resume. They want to see what type of person you are professionally. They want to see what your network looks like. They want to look at your skills. They want to look at um, what type of conversations are you having professionally? You know, they want to make sure that you can potentially be a good fit for their organization. So I would most definitely say if you do not have a LinkedIn profile, please go and update your LinkedIn profile so that, you know, you can really stand out amongst competitors, <coughs> excuse me, within the job market. Um, LinkedIn is such a great and resourceful tool. And you can look for jobs on there. You can network your way into jobs um, on there. You can reach out directly to recruiters for jobs that you are interested in. You can even have somebody in your network make an introduction to, you know, somebody that they're connected to, that you're both connected to, right? Um, so start with LinkedIn. 
the other job boards I would definitely recommend is obviously, you know, your Indeed, your um, Glassdoor. I look at those. I, I We use those for looking at different reviews and, you know, the most up-to-date jobs, jobs in our field, things of that nature. Um, and then what else? Um, I would just, I, I'll make it simple for everybody. Update LinkedIn. Get on network through LinkedIn and at least see how your career opportunities and your career growth changes. Okay. So what have you learned um, about in regards to social media and pre-employment? Um, what have I learned from social media about pre-employment? Well, about about social media and pre-employment. So before you get a job, do recruiters look at your social media? Should people keep their pages on private just to be on the safe side? Stuff oh, like that. Okay. So um, it really depends. Some recruiters will look at your social media. Some, you know, they don't care about that. However, what I will say is... Con you should always conduct yourself in a manner that you don't mind people judging you off of, right? So what I mean, I say create a career brand, create a personal brand that you are excited about and that you don't mind people. If your page is, you know, public, you don't mind people viewing it because you're not acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to these different type of jobs, some recruiters will pass up on you because they don't necessarily like what you're posting on social media because it doesn't align with the organizational values. Some people should some people say, Oh, it shouldn't matter what I do outside of you know my my job or whatever. You're absolutely right. However, it does, you know, discrimination shouldn't happen, but it does. So you know, if you're on the job market and you know you be out here wilding sometimes, make your page private so that nobody can see it. But if you're, you know, if you're open to people seeing how you live in, then by all means, do your thing and look for jobs. My pages are open, all of them, because I don't care. Okay. And that's true. That is very true. Um, I believe if you need to have your page private and set where people cannot find you mm -hmm. on Google search, just like for Facebook. That's a, um, a setting mm -hmm. that if you do not want to be found on Google, Google search and yep. then you can definitely make that um, possible. Exactly. So, and, yeah. and make your page private, go ghost, the, you know, deactivate all your social media until you get the job you want and then, continue on with your life but you know it's, it's all about how people how how do you want people to view you you know what are what are people saying when you're not in the room you know it's okay to have fun but what type of fun are you having yeah that you're posting about right, right. and so you know i'm 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 a i'm a huge fan of you know being yourself when it comes to these interviews and joining these companies you know it's don't cold switch. This is who you get. Because if a company can't accept you for who you are, then you don't 
want to work for that company. But I mean, again, if you out here wilding, like wilding, wilding, then I mean, I probably wouldn't want you to work for me neither. But you know, <laughs> um, but you just have to be, you have to be happy and comfortable with what your brand stands for, you know? Okay. So what are some of the follow-up things that um, you should do after an interview um, and what you should do before an interview if we haven't already covered it? Okay. So yeah, before an interview, always practice, always learn about the company that you're going into, um, do your research, pick out some key points that you want to speak to within the interview. Uh, meaning their growth, the products that they have, things that you enjoy about the company. Um, just just show that you're knowledgeable about, um, you know, the company that you're joining. Things to do after, definitely always send a follow-up email, thanking them for their time, um, just kind of reiterating some things of how you will align with or how you believe you align with the organization and the position and you know, why you're the best solution and the best candidate for that position. Um, and then, you know, it's a waiting game. You wait for the follow-up to see if you will be extended an offer or not. And, you know, sometimes that can be nerve-wracking, playing the waiting game, um, and things of that nature. So it's absolutely okay to follow up after you've followed up initially. So two to three follow-ups about job opportunities is perfectly, is perfectly fine. Wow. And see, we were doing it wrong the whole time. I know one of my friends, she has a um, a marketing um, group, well, community that she started. And one of the days that she put in the group, um, so it's for entrepreneurs. Um, and she was like, hey, if you're applying for a job, then I just learned I was today years old when I learned that you have to send a follow a follow up email and. I never knew that at all that, I mean, yeah, just like you text your friends and say, hey, it was good meeting up with you and we had a good time. I did not know that you needed to do that with recruiters. And why, like, why is this a, a hidden secret to people? Um, it's not a hidden secret. People don't know what they don't know. And don't get me wrong, you don't have to follow up however follow up are um they're appreciated in all honesty you may not receive a reply i'll be honest because as a hiring manager you're receiving so many follow-ups right and so it would just take so much time to reply to every person who may follow up if you're interviewing 10 people and six out of the 10 followed up um, it's you, you just you can't respond to everyone. So people may think, oh, this hiring manager didn't respond. They need to give feedback. That's it's not it. It's just, can't respond to everybody. So hiring managers are reading those follow-ups. They are appreciated because you're really interested. So although it's not required, I'ma just I tell all of my clients, listen, follow up, send a follow-up. Yes, we will stand out. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, my friend, she shared that. And I was like, wow, I did. Yeah. I was today years old. And she said uh, a large um, company that she was applying for um, the hiring manager because she naturally did it. And 
the hiring manager base, I mean, the HR coordinator told her, hey, I really appreciate it. You did something that I didn't even know. I mean, that you didn't, you did something that you didn't even know that was something that we really look at mm-hmm. um, when people stand out to us. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's really good. Um, that at least now some people are doing it maybe naturally because they're like, okay, I really want this job. Yeah. Or just because that's something that's already been within them. Mm-hmm. And um, one, one other thing that I forgot uh, before the interview, one thing that will be very beneficial to, you know, just you for personal reasons mm-hmm. with whatever department or, you know, position you're interviewing for, go and find somebody on LinkedIn in that same position or on, you know, that team or just within the company and ask them what, how do they feel about the company? How do, how do they feel about the department that they're applying for or the, you know, just ask around about, the hiring manager that you company culture and that will help you to decide if you you may not even like those people or the company but you have to do your due diligence uh, so that you're you don't end up in a pigeonhole company you know ask them what the growth is like ask them you know just a simple short LinkedIn message. Hey, I'm interviewing at your company for an account position. And I would really love some insight about the company culture, um, your growth movement, and you know, how you enjoy being with the company. Boom. Now you have a direct connection to find out more information internally about the organization that you're about to interview for. Um is something that I'm going to make sure that I tell people and give them those little tidbits because it's definitely needed, especially um, if people want to secure those jobs. Um, And one thing that I do want to say, how do you feel with closing out 2021 and how how many people have you helped within your business this year or overall? Goodness, I'm over... A hundred, um, and oh gosh, yes, over a hundred, and it has been a wild ride. Um, we have celebrated success. We have cried. Um, we have had to re um, redirect ourselves or redirect our strategy for different clients. Um, so how do I feel? I feel grateful. Um, I've, I didn't realize the impact, right? Um, I never realized the impact. I figured people wanted resumes and I could write a good resume, right? Or they needed some type of career advice, give that. Um, but I didn't realize the impact that it was making people from them going from check to check or, never making over $40,000 in their lives to now $100,000 or out of coming from being maybe like a homemaker, um, a stay at home mom to, you know, jump back into the workforce making $80,000, you know, um, those type of things are, it's a, 
life-changing feeling for for myself and it's so I, I enjoy watching people win um we deserve it we went through so much and we we go through so much just living children taking care of family members um dealing with toxic relationships just we deal with so much so to I guess when you know when people say oh my gosh Giovanni you you changed my life that is a feeling that it's unexplainable um and I'll be honest when I onboard every client I pray for them um I pray that in the end they receive a transformational experience and they receive the salary that we have discussed it may not come in four weeks it may not come in six weeks it may come in six months which is kind of like our average hiring time um but even right now in 2021 i have clients who i who i've worked with in march but they have not received positions yet um will i give up on them no because now i'm basically offering the rest of my december to um take a second look at their resume, the jobs that they've been applying to. And we're going to restructure some things. We're going to reposition some things because at the end of the day, when they work with Kinetics, they're going to win. That's the goal, to push you into the winner's circle. So I have a lot to say about how I feel about this year. The feeling is amazing. It's um, so enjoyable and it's something that I can't describe, but I thank God for it because I've been able to help so many people position themselves for, you know, for just greater. They're uncovering greater self. That's that's my passion. That's what makes me feel good. Okay. And one thing I forgot to ask was, what made you name your business Kinetic? So kinetic in science means you know movement you're Mm -hmm. moving you're working together things that are working together and they're moving right and that's what we do our team works together we continue to move forward we continue to grow with the demand we continue to um learn the different and what's in demand as far as career development professional um hot jobs the job market we 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 change, right? We continue to change with these things as they grow. And so kinetic in-demand solutions means we're always working for your professional development. Okay. And I love that because it shows that the person who is coming to you is always at the forefront, making them a priority. And the fact that people are learning to put themselves at a, as a priority is one taking a step and knowing that they're going to get some good customer service because the priority is them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there it, We have a people first initiative where that's truly what it's about. It's about the people first helping you change your life. That's it. I, I you know, for me um, and my lane in kinetics, again, I am a working mom advocate because I've been, I, I'm, I understand the, the working mom life and I understand wanting to have an identity outside of being a mom. 
And so I wanted to bring the two together and I've had such great success in understanding who I am and what that and how to thrive my career while still being present for my family. And I want to share that experience and help other moms, working moms, get that same, you know, that same success. Okay. And I know that that is most def- most definitely um, appreciated by everybody who comes in contact with you. Um, and I know another question I forgot to ask as well. Um, what or how is a resume really supposed to look? And what are some of the many misconceptions or your top concept- misconceptions about resumes? Okay, so how is a resume supposed to look? A resume is supposed to outline um, your subject matter, what you are subject matter, um, or excuse me. Okay, a resume is supposed to outline your expertise areas. Um, It is supposed to outline your skills. It is supposed to outline the, the many projects or accomplishments you have had related to the positions or the industry that you are in. Um, Of course, it's supposed to outline your previous positions and the the responsibilities, as well as, you know, the state and the time frame, and then your education. Um, The one thing that I normally see with resumes or one of the several people try to list out every single responsibility that they've ever had at these different jobs. You don't need to do that because it's assumed that if you're applying for this position, you obviously know something about it, right? You have, you, you, at least we would think we would hope that you have some knowledge of the position. So you don't necessarily have to highlight all of the responsibilities. What hiring managers care about is your impact. So instead of listing, you know, eight eight responsibility bullets, list, you know, two or three or three responsibility bullets and then list out some of your accomplishments. Um, Showing impact. That's what people want. They they want to know that they're hiring people that come in and department. Misconceptions of resumes. A resume is supposed to be one page long. No, it is not. Don't shortchange yourself. If your experience pa- um, spans past two to three, past one year, really. If your experience pa- spans at least two years and up, you can have more than a one-page resume. Um, I would not recommend more than three pages. Three pages is long. However, if it is relevant to experience, um, you can most definitely include it. But I like to keep resumes two pages. I may span three if, 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 if necessary, but not really. That's one misconception. The other misconception is I need to put my picture on my resume. Stop doing it. Who is doing? Oh, I know people doing exactly. study, but people why? Do- I think I've never seen yeah. somebody put a picture on a resume. Absolutely. I see it all the time. And <laughs> easy form of discrimination. Stop doing it. I mean, you know, um, and number two, it doesn't pass through an ATS. Um, it's, it's three. Stop putting boxes on your resume. It skews the format loaded through an applicant tracking system. Leave, cut the boxes out. 
And that happens because some people, you know, people upload their resume through a Word document. PDF your resume, guys. Start PDFing your resume and uploading it through the ATS system. Leave the boxes. Your resume needs to be clean. People try to go for it. Instead. We don't care. I'm not going to say we don't care what your resume looks like because it does need to be, you know, visually clean, but all the colors and how different boxes and stuff, our eyes be crossed. And you take the attention, the, you take the focus off of your, your skills. So, because there's so much other stuff dressing it up and yeah, everything. We, right. We don't care about that. Leave what booty. Leave the, the colors and the boxes off, things of that nature. Um, another misconception of resumes. Oh, gosh. Those are like my top three or four, however many I just named. Um, but there are many. Okay. All right. So I know that you have long days of working your nine to five and building your business. Mm -hmm. um, so what does self-care look like for Miss Javonda? How do you love to spend your time um, just recharging and just being you without having to focus on a job or a business? I take days off. Um, I schedule my days off and I tell my husband, I, I'm not parenting today, dog. <laughs> the day, dog. And he sometimes when, when I allow it to get further than I should have, meaning I'm burned out and my body is shutting down, he can, he can sometimes read that and he will take the kids and, um, allow me to maybe, you know, go to sleep early. And I mean, like five o'clock early and I sleep next day, um, but Self-care for me looks like no parenting. Um, on my self-care days, when it's when I'm really taking care of myself, I don't parent. Um, I throw the kids to the village. Like I said, I was I was raised on the village, and I continue that um, mindset. Godparents, aunties, uncles, rats, dogs, cats. I don't care. Somebody come to the kids so I can sleep. So self-care for me is sleeping, massages, and, you know, going to get a mani and petty or something like that but mainly sleep and massages okay and you see now that you've said hey I don't need a day to parent that's something I need to do see because I'm I'm so used to now like now that I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom and a full-time <laughs> entrepreneur I'm like okay I'm trying to regain all of this time that when I was getting up at 3.45 and yeah, no. being to work by 5 o'clock and then being there until 3 and 4 in the afternoon or being there um, just on my day off and all that stuff. I'm trying to regroup from that. So yeah. to say that, okay, girl, you definitely should have some days where you ain't parenting Absolutely. Like the whole day in that. Absolutely. Everybody needs that. Um, schedule those days so that you can schedule, whether it's a sitter or whomever, schedule those days. Even if it's Colin's dad, schedule those days. Hey, I need you on this day. Clear your schedule for this day. Yes. Or whomever it's going to be. I need this day. And I mean, I need this entire day from 9 a.m. to 
you know, 12 o'clock a.m. the next morning. I need the entire, I need self-care days. And I'll be honest, I scheduled over. Especially for you, I'll say, being that you're a stay full-time stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneur, it's so imperative that you schedule multiple self-care days a where you oh, don't yeah. parent um, because you're you're home with your son every single day is attached to you. Yeah. So and I just had to, uh, I literally, uh, I want to say about three weeks ago, um, just established my, well, no, two weeks ago, just established my days off yeah. because I'm like, okay. I'm I'm, I'm full time entrepreneur, and after leaving the nine to five, and and like okay, this is what I'm gonna start doing when I'm home, and hit the ground running, running with an actual plan of okay, having things to do and work to do, and now I'm like, hold on, entrepreneurship, this this is starting to be an all day thing. I need to an everyday thing. So let me put these boundaries in place with these days off so yes that it's all coming together and i'm i'm getting my self-care days and all that established because going into 2022 oh no all this stuff is going to be together (laughs) exactly and i mean self-care you know sometimes i say my self-care days are um massaging sleeping or whatever some of my self-care days includes me getting something with kinetics done like yes have a a piece of mind and be like okay now this is in place and now you know something is automated or I don't have to do this simple step when I onboard every single client you know so self-care can be anything you want it to be obviously but definitely have those days where if especially if you're a parent where you're just like listen I need some time I need some time it's okay to not want to be around your kids all the time. Yes, ma'am. I'm I'm learning that. So yeah. right. hopefully by the time our next interview, I will have all of that in place and I'll be like, okay, let's schedule us both a self-care day yeah. so we can go and and hang out. <laughs> I'm cheering for you because it's it's so important, man. You'll go crazy trying to be under your kids every single day. I don't like my kids all the time get from around me. <laughs> and and I mean, that's fine. Y'all healthy. I love y'all to death, but y'all got to move around, you know? Yes, yes, yes. It, so, it helps me become a better parent, so. It, it does. It's, you need that balance within parenting as well. Parenting and not parenting. <laughs> Being able to be be the, the child from before saying, hey, I want to lay in bed. I want to eat ice cream. And watch my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Or I want to sleep until 12 and then wake up and, and go and eat breakfast. Exactly. 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 Okay, so what is some advice um, that you would give someone who is trying to get their dream job? Um, get a, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate. Get a career. Um. Uh, somebody who's going to be knowledgeable in identifying ways to get that dream job what does your dream job look like have you identified that because your your dream job may be something that um you may have 
thought was achievable in six months, but come to find out your dream job is achievable in a year and a half. But do you know what it takes to get to that dream job? You know? Um, so I would always say, even if you're with a career consultant or career coach or whatever, find somebody who's knowledgeable, get a mentor or something. Um, outline exactly what you want in your dream job. Be specific, very specific. Your salary, um, your life work balance, your manager type. You want somebody who is um, a micromanager or do you want to work more in an entrepreneurial um, environment? Where do you want to work? What does your commute time look like? Or do you want to go into the office full time? You got to be very specific in the things that you ask for in your career. So for somebody looking for their dream job, um, go make sure you know what your dream job is. And that 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 looks like outlining that that's outlining what your skills are um, or outlining what skills you need to have. What company is it with? What position is it? What type of skill? What type of duties are you doing? Um, are you a supervisor? Are you a staff? Um, look at leadership. Look at turnover. It's so much that goes into preparing for your dream job. So much. And that's why it's important to work with um, somebody else who can alleviate some of that pressure and help you navigate through the process because that can become overwhelming by yourself. Yes, I love that. And I hope that people start building their dream job plans because just like you need uh, an outline or a business plan when you're creating a job and you need you use an outline for when you're writing a paper or or starting a project, this is something that we should really zone in on so that just because in the past, we just did it this way. Try to do it a different way. You may get a different results. Mm -hmm. yep. so. that, that, is, uh, that is definitely um, something that I encourage when you are searching for a new career. Um, you know, it, it's not just a resume. Start career planning. Start understanding exactly what you want and potential opportunities and building from there outlining and be being very specific you got to be careful what you ask for you're gonna get it and if you're not specific you're gonna get some things that you do not want mm. and you're gonna say i didn't ask for this and it's like well you did not ask. you know so be yeah. yeah be specific i was very specific when i my my position that i'm in now i was very specific when um I wrote it, you know, down in my prayer book and I wrote it. And I was just about to say earlier, do you have like a journal of, okay, when you were applying for this job that you did these things, like a, a job journal where you wrote down step by step what you needed to do that prepared you for actual business and creating the well, having, yeah, creating the solution to the problem of why I'm not getting hired. Why is my resume looking like this? Absolutely. Um, For me, so for me, I take my career, like I said, I'm, I'm more than a mom. I've always been very career driven. Um, So I've always, I guess, had um, that, that piece of making sure I'm prepared, uh, you know, for my career. And so when it came to 
I'm starting to apply for different jobs. I will write down which job I applied to, what the position was, when did I apply to it, have I heard back, have I not heard back, did I get a rejection, what response, what's, uh, what are the task responsibilities, do I have those skills, have I whatever was in the job description before and then I also wrote down what was their main problem okay their main problem is they need an account to do these different tasks okay I can be that solution because I've done this and this is why I'm the solution I wrote down all the projects I've you know worked with for those specific as it relates to the different jobs that I'm applying for um and yeah I do the whole shebang like I'm very detailed because I know what I want in, you know, my career. When I go to interview, down what the interviewer is like. Like, did I like the vibe? Were they okay? Was it boring? Were they animated? Do I think they're going to be a micromanager? I write down every detail. Do you think you would ever publish that? Like, say if once you get to a certain point in your career with your business and they're like would we be able to see this journal that you were talking about when you were on Peace of Mind with the Soul Coach podcast? Um, I would probably publish a, a I would not publish it. Yeah. I would probably publish a version of it to, you know, show exactly what I did or, you know, what that looked like or, you know, what type of you know, things I looked for in interviews and things of that nature. Okay. I'll probably publish a version of it. I definitely think that, well, I know that it's going to be on the bestsellers, top bestsellers <laughs> list, because especially after you living through the, the recessions, mm-hmm. the, um, shoot, the, 9-11 and the tech with computers coming into play and technology and social media um the pandemic you lived through a lot and mm-hmm. I know that when you were 15 and how jobs are now oh, totally yeah. different so People would definitely appreciate that. That's going to probably be somebody's holy grail when it comes to their kids. For real, like you, if you want your kids to have a great job, this would be like one of those holy grails. Like, hey, structure your resume and start looking for jobs based off this book. Allow this book to allow um, to be your GPS (laughs) in your career. when you're in school trying to do things um on a professional basis um or once you're in the career search um after college if that's something you choose to do or even with a business because it allows you to say hey this is something if you want to go up in my company this should be one of your handbooks absolutely absolutely um you know, I have things written down for, you know, my whatever I say I'm gonna put out, I'm gonna publish. Maybe one day I will. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a whole nine. My first paycheck from my first job ever, I was making seven twenty five an hour. And me too. <laughs> and I, I, I still have it, but and I still do it. But I write down what I did to get each pay increase. 
that I've gotten like how did I negotiate what took place um you know everything and you know I to where to where I am now and I'm a I'm a long very very long way from 725 and out yes I can I can imagine that if you negotiate <laughs> helping other people negotiate five six seven figure salaries oh, too always always negotiate always negotiate um don't okay. leave on the table uh tell them people pay you don't play you um you yeah. know what's funny um i keep telling people this that kids definitely um when you're pregnant with them the things that you do and just your genetics from the things that you've done over time <laughs> definitely plays a big part so I know um, Logan and Lay over there negotiating with you about bedtime and snacks and where they want to go and all that stuff. I rubbed off so bad on them. <laughs> uh -oh. Leia, especially, she negotiates all the time. Mommy, five minutes in exchange <laughs> Can we stay up five more minutes in exchange for TV time tomorrow? Mommy, we will be quiet for 10 minutes if you just let us get a piece of candy. It's always a negotiation with her. I have rubbed off on her, and I love it. I love it. Use your voice to get what you want, and keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay. So, this is going to be a two-part question. So, where do you see yourself in your business in the next five years? And what legacy are you trying to leave behind? Oh, man. Um, where do I see myself in the next five years? Retired. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> in the next five years, I am hoping to build Kinetics up to be very um, self-sufficient. Um, build out a, a top performing team that is working globally to continue to push people into higher paying jobs, learning how to advocate for their career and really understanding how to create that life work balance um, to tie it into, you know, what their career brand stands for. Um, once I do that, I am looking to scale to start um, teaching other career consultants and resume writers how to position themselves, you know, to basically have a, um, a top performing business, you know, resume writing business or career consulting business. Um, so I'm, I have different things in the work. I won't say what my fifth year goal is. Um, I'm going to keep that a secret. Just stay looking out for it because it's something big. Just keep looking out. Right now I am in the process um, of scaling and creating a group coaching course um, so that I can um, and the Kinetics team can help reach more more people in the community to help more people achieve their career goals. So um, in 2022, be look out for um, Kinetics group coaching programs. We will have VIP days where you're able to sign up for one-on-one -on -one programs. Um, it'll be about four weeks, but just be on the lookout for more detail. Um, so that was part one. Part two, what am I trying to build for my children? I'm trying to build a legacy. Right? I'm trying to show them that whichever route you decide to go, whether it's working the nine to five, you a um, sustainable business, right? Um, I'm trying to teach them that whether you work a nine to five or go 
the entrepreneurial route, do it with excellence because you can create whatever your luxury life is um, through consistency, working hard, and always staying a student. So I'm teaching them, and what I'm leaving for them is they can do whatever the hell they want to, whatever it is. You just have to do it with excellence, and you have to be able to plan. You have to be able to have the right people surrounding you to get those things done. You can't do it by yourself. So I'm leaving them a blueprint. I'm leaving them a blueprint of what to do and what not to do to create a life that you, you, you always want to live in. Right. Um, you know, my kids are very blessed. We are very blessed. We didn't always have this. When my husband and I got married seven years ago, um, we didn't have a pot to piss in, you know. And so and we didn't have a pot to piss in combined. Uh, we moved out of state with zero dollars and zero cents. Um, so working you know, we worked our butts off to get to where we are to provide a different lifestyle for our kids. And that's what we want to leave them. We want to leave them with education. We want to leave them with knowledge. Because once you have knowledge and you can learn to build your skills, you can do whatever you want. You can build the luxury lifestyle you want. Whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't have to be material. My luxury life is time with my family and having you know, life work balance and having a great career and being in my business. That's that's my luxury. And I'm living in my luxury and, and providing that for my children as well. And so that's what I want them to know. That's what I'm leaving them. I'm leaving them a legacy to, to build their luxury life, however, whatever that looks like for them through, you know, working hard and continuing to learn and going through experiences learning what works for you and you know moving that moving forward that way okay and i love that you said it's not a materialistic thing because a lot of people are like oh the the legacy i want to leave is just all this money and assets yeah. and all this stuff and sometimes yeah. it may not fit into your your family friends whoever you're leaving the legacy for their plan so definitely choose the things that are more valuable now which is time yeah because covid is a, a prime example of mm -hmm. time is here today going tomorrow exactly exactly and so you know i just want them to know man live, live your best life whatever that looks like and don't follow the trends of what everybody else is doing do your own thing do do your own thing, but do it with excellence. Build yourself with excellence. Build your your business or your career. Build it with excellence in all things that you do. Okay, so let people know where they can find you on social media um, and how they can obtain your services. And if there are any services that you have that you did not mention that are on your website, um, speak about those as well. So um, you guys can find me at www.kineticsids.com. Um Go ahead and sign up for the mailing list. You'll receive all the updates, all the career advice, the 
tips, um, discounts, the whole nine, um, to get in contact with me and stay connected through social media. You can follow my personal pages at Hello Javonda on Instagram and then Javonda Harrison on Facebook um, and Twitter, Javonda Harrison. Um, and again, to stay connected with all things career related, you can definitely follow follow the Kinetics page on Facebook, Kinetic.ids, um, Instagram, Kinetic.ids, and Instagram, Kinetic no period um and if you would like to enroll in services we have a list of services from career full branding career um career consultant we have resume writing linkedin optimizations interview prep and you know just just career building everything career related if you have questions feel free to email me um well you can email the kinetic support which is support at ids.com okay let's get into some fun questions and then we're gonna wrap everything up so first question is where is your favorite place to travel to when you not being corporate america javonda or ceo javonda Mm, my favorite place is always back home to the bahamas Um, Mm -hmm to spend time with my family and really just show my kids kind of like, you know, where I kind of grew up when, or where I grew up when I was a child between Georgia and the Bahamas and really just to hang out. Okay. What is your go-to quote or um, Bible verse or affirmation or whatever tool it is that you use to get you back motivated whenever you are in a time of like everything is chaotic let me let me regain focus by doing this or saying this mm. my favorite quote um, I guess it's something I tell myself every day God will provide. Yes, he will. Um, that's it. I tell myself that every day when things get rough. Um, so yeah. Okay, so where would you say is a store that you have to shop at? It's like a must every single month. I don't have one of those. I'm not a shopper at all. Oh, that's a first. Yeah, I don't like shopping. I am I dread it whether it's um in person or online. I hate it absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much I'm I like shopping, but shopping for me is a task. Like when I went on the cruise last year mm-hmm. to find clothes for the cruise, I literally it took me like maybe two weeks. I put stuff in my cart, then it went on sale, then it was out of stock, then it was on sale again in yeah. a different color or a different style. And I'm like, okay, I got to read the reviews. I got to look at the size and charts. I got to do all that because if I'm the type of person to go in, in person, I'll stay in the store. I'll look at some stuff and I'll be like, oh, I need to walk back out. I need to I need to leave and maybe come back and then my, my thoughts will be together. See, that's too much. And 
it's that's a it's a stressful process. I, I won't say it's stressful. It's just it's time consuming, and I don't like doing it. I I I like being at home. I don't like going into the stores because it'd be too much going on sometimes. And then shopping online. Oh, you got to wait for the things to come. Then what if it don't fit? Now you got to figure out how to send it back in. Um, so yeah, that's, it's just too much. It's, it's too much. I, I like Amazon, I guess, but again, I don't shop every month. So anyways. Okay. What about your favorite food? What's your top three favorite foods? My top three favorite steak. Um, anything? Well, I won't say anything. Um, steak. Uh, crab legs. So juicy crab. You out? You go to juicy no. crab? No, I do not like juicy crab. Um, I won't say I don't like them. Let me let me choose my wording. Um, I do not prefer juicy crab. Okay. Um. <laughs> But steak, crab legs, and macaroni slash rice together. Hold on, what? Like right. both of them side by side? Just side by side. <laughs> Every day. And oh my. Yes, that is, yes. Rice and macaroni and cheese. Baked macaroni and cheese. Not just regular macaroni and cheese. But baked macaroni and cheese and white rice with gravy topped on it. Oh my. <laughs> okay, so if anybody want to send Javonda some sides um, okay. that include macaroni and cheese and some white rice with some gravy on it, um, yeah, she's definitely taking those. I don't know if that's a form of payment for for service now, but I mean, I don't eat everybody food, but <laughs> let's see. Um, if you had to choose a favorite child, would it be Logan or Leia? So, okay, y'all, I'm not a bad parent at all, right? My favorite, and yes, I do have a favorite child at times. My favorite child varies, so I do have. Um, my bonus baby. Um, she is the oldest. And so she's 13. And so sometimes she's my favorite when she don't bother me, which is a lot of times. And then sometimes Logan is my favorite because he don't bother me. And he going to watch TV and let me have my peace. And then sometimes Leia is my favorite child when she's not bothering me and she's giving me my peace. So it varies on which child is not bothering me. At the okay, time. so it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. It, whoever is getting on my nerves is definitely not the favorite at that time. <laughs> but whoever is leaving me alone is the favorite at that time. But real talk, I love all of my babies so much. I couldn't even imagine life without them. What's your favorite family activity? So when all of y'all get together, what's something is a must? Like y'all have to do this, whether it's once a month or whatever you guys do, that's something that you guys feel the closest. Like, okay, this just, this is really where you look around like, I love my family. Like, I love doing this with my family. When everybody sleep and nobody <laughs> Peace and quiet, and whether we all excited, 
or whatever. <laughs> whatever when well, we got peace and quiet. But um outside of that, board games, love board games. We love um we love movie night. But one of our favorite things to do as a family is turning off the lights, blasting the speakers and in the loop. Um we get flashlights and we make it uh we get the um what do you call the little um light up sticks the glow oh, like glow sticks yeah we get the glow sticks and we have a huge party we make cookies and cupcakes and we just let our hair down and we blast some of their favorite music super saya is one of their favorite um their girl lele is one of their favorite yes lele i'm like hey yeah. These little kids, they they have some rap skills and yes. they be little catchy songs too. Yes, we love them. And then um, we love the Spider Man playlist. And then you know we get a little ratchet sometimes, <laughs> like Meg the Stallion and we like <laughs> Cardi and we like uh Money Bag Yo and we be jamming all censored when it gets to that level. And then you know, yeah, a little bit. Um, but that's. That's I would say that's our most favorite things to do um, when we get to just make cookies, cupcakes, turn off the lights, blast the music, and we just get to dance with the lights off with glow sticks or flashlights. Yes, that's fun because those times are times that the kids can definitely say, well, I don't need to go to the club. I can go right to my mama and daddy house and we can turn up and do what we've done for years and years at a time. Yep, absolutely. They and and most importantly, I, we we like them to know that they can have fun with us, and that you know, I'm not gonna lie, I am attached to my children. I love my children so much. So just thinking about them growing up and eventually leaving, us, you know, it 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 uh, it, it makes fun. So I love for them to know that they never have to keep secrets from us because it's it's you know transparency and it's it's they don't look at us like, you know, they can't speak to us. So us dancing in the living room is a form of, hey, we're open. We're having fun. This is what we, you know, you can always come to us for anything. So we, we keep that open space. Them know, you know, you, you can like being around your parents. We cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you guys. And my last question would be, if you could hmm, if you could work with any celebrity client or known person as a client, who would you want to work with? Or you don't have a preference? I don't. Um, I'm really I'm so I don't know what to even call myself. So I don't have you know what I take that back. I take that back. You said if I had to work with them as a client. Mm-hmm. For them to be your client under Kinetic. Whether they want to say if it's a celebrity who is thinking about doing a personal brand development and they want to hire you. Um, who would you be like, oh my God, like I can't believe they, they sought me to assist them with this process of transforming Party. their personal party <laughs> why cardi um because cardi a little ratchet sometimes 
And I get it. Cause I get it. And sometimes um Cardi don't say the right stuff in public. And so if if I had to choose somebody to work with, it would definitely be her on the professional development side. Don't get me wrong, Cardi can be very professional. Um, it's just sometimes it's a little rough around the edges. And so that would definitely be my choice because we can I could show her how to cut it on and then or I can show her how to turn off the wretchedness a little bit or tone it down a little bit while she is in public but other than that I mean I really don't have like a celebrity client or anything I'm not big on like celebrities and stuff it was, I mean it was just one to throw out there I mean because some people who are entrepreneurs they're like okay if I have this well known person or uh, a celebrity um, that is very known, I would do X, Y, and Z. They think of these hypothetical questions. So, <laughs> most definitely. Definitely. You know, just, it would definitely, I think it would, I think it would, it would be Cardi. <laughs> it would be funny. I could see like a, a little TV series of, yeah, I could, I could do Cardi because I love me some Cardi. She'd be so out of line sometimes and I would. <laughs> Um, but definitely tailoring some of her answers to different questions, you know, to be more polished in public. And then when the camera go off, it's like, all right, like, you know, go ahead, do your thing, girl. Okay. This is Javonda Harrison, CEO of Kinetic In Demand Solutions, and you're listening to Peace of Mind with the Soul Coach. All right, peacemakers, this is wrapping up the show. And I just want you guys to stay social. Follow us on Instagram at Peace of Mind with TSK. Yep, that's our new Instagram for the podcast. You can follow us on our main page at your underscore peace of mind. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Keep Smiling POM, on YouTube at Peace of Mind with TSK. Email us at your peace of mind 2016 at gmail.com and head over to our website our website is up now www.thesoulcoach.com you can find um, merch um, information on how you can collaborate getting your own episode um, sponsorship programs and plans um, our blog everything so just just go over and check it out see you next time